are in your home. Yes. We're switching it up. This is the first time in two and a half seasons that we've recorded here. Yeah. It's it's only been either your house, the White Rose Cafe, or the the Hoy household. Or the monocle. Or my parents. Or your parents, dude. Those were good we, episodes. We've covered some ground. Yeah, we're making uh we're making some tracks. Tell me a bit about your home. Well, uh, obviously a late twelfth century colonial. Of course, that's a given. There is uh, the moat out front is a, a nice moat touch. out front. Yeah, of course, that's also a given. There's um, what do I got? Prairie dogs throughout the uh, yeah, throughout the home. We heard them. Yeah, they're 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 coming up every now and then. I have a tremor. You ever seen the movie Tremors? Oh, I thought you meant tremors like like head tremors. Yeah. Yeah, I got those too. It's for the tremor. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> he gets a little hairy. Yeah. Sometimes you got to waft Mow it down. Mow it down, dude. Mow down the trim. I see a UFC seems to be like sort of a punching oh, target apparatus. That's Boz. That's Boz? That's how, Boz. But how, I call him Bruce. How often do you give it to Boz? <laughs> dude, Bruce gets it good. Bruce, Bruce gets beat. Uh, so I work with a lot of directors, and when we're editing together... And I tell them that something doesn't work and it needs to be cut out. And they, you know, get a little upset. I say, don't take it out on me. Take it out on Bruce. So they'll get up and hit Bruce a few times. Bruce Basler. So Bruce gets it from me and he gets it from them. Bruce just, uh, okay, he saves the day. Maybe we'll put a picture of this up on our Instagram or something. Oh, that's not a bad idea. People can see what Bruce looks like. I mean, we probably won't, but. No. (laughs) I feel like we do a lot of things. Like, well, we'll post something about that. We never do. Uh, I did get our first oh my God. feedback when we asked uh, for who our fans are, who's listening. Oh, we got someone. One person, Kamish, reached out. He's the first to reach out. Kamish, dude. Pretzel Pete himself. He, he moved to Denver. Denver. And he explained that due to the time difference, the episodes come out two weeks late. So he, <laughs> he apologized for the delay, <laughs> citing... That, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to call him a liar. No. Kamish. Yeah, you don't. I'm not calling you, you a liar. Yeah. Um, but he's also the only person to have done it so far, so it's going to be a pretty lonely poster. Yeah, we don't have Brett Hoy or Keith Mees or any of the people I know who listen. Justin, you still out there? Hello? Someone draw us an arrow. What's going on? Yeah, where's those crude drawings? Yeah. We just sound even more lonely. <laughs> So uh, we will just wait here in silence until we get an email and go. Um, but really, I was wondering how long you were going to keep that on for. Yeah, I just uh, yeah. If all <laughs> if all of our seven <laughs> listeners have left anyway, it just the silence of the podcast seems so much more sad. That's very true. Sometime offline, off the podcast, yeah. we do need to shore up some details for the live show. Oh, I know. It's coming up. I'm pretty excited It's almost April. I believe it's April 30th is the day we're going with. And we're going to try to make it pretty crazy. It's going to be wild and crazy. We're going to, unfortunately, for the seven, uh, the formerly seven listeners, we're going to minimize our presence at the show a little bit from the hour-long episode we would do to sort of headline. We're going to trim that down a little bit with the tremor. And uh, call back. and focus more on a variety of acts, sort of encouraging uh, some ridiculousness and some yeah. Uh, if you liked uh, the bagel shoe, exactly. Oh and my god, ten minutes of creative. Uh, what was it? Ten minutes of creative intimacy. Artistic intimacy. That's what it was. Yeah. Artistic intimacy. Um, 
And it was amazing, and he was very graceful. And he has a new act planned <sighs> for the return. I and I have to wait. say, I, I, he's he's set such a bar for himself at that yeah. first. Because I think, and, I, and I'm not just saying this, <laughs> I think that that performance was one of the defining performances of my life. I would have to agree. I Watching the audience, not knowing how to react, because they didn't know, one, is this serious? Two, is this man like just pouring his heart and soul out? Is he really trying? And they didn't know what to do. Neither did I. But I laughed. Yeah, it was fantastic. I thought it was genius. It yeah. was Kaufman level. Indeed. Yeah. Just, just artistry refined. Yeah, exactly. At its peak. So that is a plus for the 30th. I mean, that that's a headliner right yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, that's no enough doubt to come by it. itself. Yeah. Probably Should have some we make him headline? Time. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a given. Oh, man. But the thing is... Can we get him, and can you get back those, like, what were they, sophomore or junior, that uh, four-piece orchestral team that you got? What were they? Oh, it was it was high school. Yeah, they were, uh, I don't know what year in high school. Yeah. Um, but they were, uh, it was a high school string quartet, and it was can, powerful. Can you imagine the bagel man up there on stage, one curtain opens, and we see him, and he starts his thing. Halfway through, another curtain opens, and they come in with those strings? I'm just picturing a dramatic reading accompanied by the most beautiful oh, yeah. string quartet. I mean, we got to put them together. Yeah. Okay. It, it was the best parts of both live shows. If you want to be a part of our live show, by the way, please don't hesitate to reach out. We've got a forum up at hardyandsonspodcast.com. Oh, my goodness. There's a forum? Yeah, was, right on the homepage. I was on the website yesterday. Were you? Yeah. What'd you find? Well, I was just looking at shirts. How much were they? <laughs> <laughs> they were in nineteen ninety nine. I almost got the Jared Mergler. I'm going to today. I don't know why I didn't pull the... Oh, because I got a phone call last night. So I stepped away for a second, then I forgot to order it. But yeah, it's about time I get that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, my favorite. We are going to attempt to record a couple episodes today. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited because I feel like when we do multiple episodes, we get in a bit different of a flow. Like you can tell a one-off episode yeah. versus a, a good chain. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping to. I'm, I'm excited to see how these turn out. I am too. I'm hoping we'll to see what happens. Put a dent in the uh, hopper today. Yeah. Nice paintball. Uh, when we last left them, the boys uh, had seen Ken Blake cutting the grass <laughs> with a pair of scissors. Uh, at Elkton, and then they like they're like, hey, we'll go talk to him. And Ken sees them, throws the clippers, and uh, falls into a creek, or I'm sorry, a stream, a stream that turns that's going into... towards plunging falls. <laughs> None of this has been revealed before here next to the Willow River. I yeah. don't know how there's such a change in pace, um, but that's what just happened. So that brings us to. Chapter, chapter 12, 12 an, an interrupted, interrupted chase. chase and i feel yeah. like the chase's interruption is the cliffhanger yes which by the way what is a cliffhanger awesome. <laughs> <laughs> i just heard a bunch of underlines from you bam baby <laughs> i loved i loved this like it's the best thing to, like us talking about this slowly turning into a film with keanu reeves is finally coming true Oh yeah! Like this is getting insane. Like this is this is sweeping the hair out of his eyes and giving like <laughs> yeah. the whoa, 
Like that's this moment at the end of this chapter. So it's a great moment. Let's let's get into let's it. Let's dive in. Let's, let's, let's so, dive in. Speaking of diving in, yeah, that's the first thing Frank does. And <laughs> Would you notably, say he was quick as lightning too? Is that what is it? Yeah, Frank, quick as lightning, dashed to the mill stream. So now it's a mill stream, not this. Yeah, well, they change it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and then we're gonna find out that uh, in another moment he'd be swept over the brink of the dam. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I need to do some research on what a mill is, but I can't imagine <laughs> that this is anything serious. No, this seems no. to be mostly man-made. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what I noticed—did you notice something different about his uh, swimming technique? Yeah, he was clothed. Yeah, which fully clothed. <laughs> which I could not believe. I could not believe. I would think Frank took off his clothes as quick as lightning. <laughs> Again, that's it's like that. Frank uh, wears snap clothes because he knows that he's just gonna need to pop those puppies off. The scene in Bruce Almighty. Oh yes, when uh, when he lights all the candles, preparing yeah. to become intimate, and then just does that forward lean, and his clothes just shoot off of his body. <laughs> that's that's what I'm imagining is happening here with Frank. I um, like that. I like that way. For some reason, I think Frank in the role of Rob Schneider in the movie The Animal. I also see, as that happens, he also kind of animorphs into this, <laughs> I don't know, half man, half beast, and he gets on fours, and he just starts... I, I feel like the the publisher kind of pushed back, because I'm sure it was written at first where like Frank got to the edge of the stream and started to take off his clothes, and <laughs> the, the publisher was like, hey, just let him jump in once with his like. You always write where he takes his clothes off. Let's just, like, we'll play it yeah. up as, like, an emergency. He'll jump in. And Leslie was like, okay, but I'm going to bring up several times what a bad idea that was throughout the rest of the chapter. I'm so happy you called that out. Because we do. Like, it does come back several times. Oh, many a times. You could tell he was very upset about adding in the fact that Frank went in with clothes. Yeah. Uh, so with strong strokes, Frank Frank swam st- with strong strokes. Frank swam toward the struggling boy, reaching out desperately. He managed to grab uh, grasp Ken's shirt, no. and that was just a strange uh, sort of paradox for me. Of wait, is he swimming strong or reaching desperately? Because <laughs> I feel like you can't do both. There isn't something that exists between the two. Yeah, you're, you're either not desperate there. or strong and confident. Yeah, not both at the same time in the water. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't put that together. Also, uh, what was it? Oh, thank God that Ken didn't take his clothes off. Thank God he didn't read the Hardy Boys because maybe he goes into the water, he falls in. He's like, I want to be a better swimmer. I gotta get nude. Or but Frank wouldn't have anything to grab onto while in midair, mm-hmm. plunging toward the rushing stream. <coughs> Excuse me. That's when uh, that's when it hits him, and he takes his clothes off midair. Midair. Is this for me? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm. I'm that's, that's a I'm chill. Starting to choke. You just. I take know it. you are. I'm gonna take this. <laughs> so, wow, my voice went out too at the same time. That that's unfortunate. Uh, the two boys go in. Uh, Joe jumped in to assist Frank. The two boys were buffeted by the rushing water, but between them, they managed to drag Ken back from the falls. What is buffeted? I have no idea. I have it underlined here. Yeah, and I, I also gonna, just wow, underlined are it. Are we both losing our voice? But, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what's, what's in the air down here. <laughs> I cleaned the floor with ammonia. 
um, for buffeted, all I can think of is like they stopped at a buffet. Sorry, (laughs) I didn't mean to time that for your swallow. Uh, but the but the two boys ate a lot of food in the rushing water. They were buffeted by the rushing water. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I think they it's were... pronounced buffeted. Buffeted. They were buffeted. They were buffeted. Yeah, because you don't say like we're going to a old country buffet. You don't. You say buffet. Really? Well, the French do. Yeah, well, I'm not French. I know, but it's I'm American their word. because this is America, and we've perfected the buffet. And we have the buff- the buffet. We've been buffeted. <laughs> so do you say Jimmy Buffet? Obviously. Okay. My God, I've been saying this. Okay, Phoebe Buffet, Jimmy Buffet. Now it's all making sense. Yeah. It's a friend's reference, boys. Warren Buffet. Warren Buffet. Yeah. 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 Um, Easy. Frank, <laughs> Frank cautioned the frightened youth. Relax. We'll have you out in a jiffy. Frank's trying to break Ken like a horse. Dude, Just I like- said the same thing. What is he talking to, whoa, a horse? Whoa, whoa. Boy. Easy. Easy, easy Oats. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great name for a horse. <laughs> Pulls out carrots. Like, come on. Come on now, boy. Chomp on these, boy. Uh, I'm going to turn you into glue later, boy. And here's the first. <laughs> See, that's what I mentioned this last episode of like, I was ready to start talking, and your comment of, like, turn you into glue later, boy, <laughs> that's good, but my, my brain moves You're, on. Yeah, and you I, already moved past it. As a listener, I get to hear those later and be like, ha-ha. <laughs> Zing. Didn't hear that in the moment. So here we go, the first uh, nod to the mistake that the publisher <laughs> insisted upon. Despite the weight of their clothes, the Hardys were both proficient at life-saving techniques and soon worked Ken close to the bank. But so yeah, there's that's a the first nod of like, well, good thing they're really good because these clothes are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Which when it said despite the weight of their clothes, I thought, oh well, this is it. This is when they're just going to pop them off, and they don't. No, nope. never. Well, they do. We'll get to that when we get to it. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, there's always time. There's always time for something like that. Yeah, that that kind of reminds me of the mask. Was that a a nod at the movie The Mask? There's always time. Yeah, my man. You uh, got it. Chet reached out uh, and helped haul Ken out of the water. I forgot Chet was there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chet's there. Um, and then Frank and Joe climb out. So they're all chilling. Like they're catching their breath. And th- there's the, 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 the tension is over. Yeah. It's like, okay. So we had that, that exciting action scene, and now it is complete. Uh, and they're... Uh, Flopping to the ground to catch their breath, and that is and, a term that's used. They are like fish here. Yeah, it's pretty great. Just kipping around on the yeah, floor. yeah, which makes Chet hungry. Yeah, and he takes care of that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that Poor was Shadow. a whale of a rescue. Chet praised them, which you would think that that's what the Hardys would say if Chet rescued him. <laughs> <laughs> that was like rescuing a whale. Um. You bet, Ken gasped weakly. Thanks, fellas. You saved my life. And then Joe. <laughs> this Joe, is unbelievable. What? How are you playing the victim here in so many ways? Of So Joe says, you know, thanks, fellas. You saved my life. Well, in a way, it was our fault, Joe replied ruefully. You wouldn't have fallen in if we hadn't come here. Uh, What? Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, 
Correct. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have fallen. No, in. you don't know that for sure. But he also didn't fall. Like he ran away and then I feel like jumped in. Like I don't know how you. I don't know how you run away and then fall into a stream. Like. You got to know, like, whoa, I'm about 10 feet away from that stream. Yeah. Whoa, I'm about five feet away from that stream. Yeah. Like, you know, you could run in a not stream direction. <laughs> there were non stream options. Well, this is Ken the first had. time Ken's ever seen a stream. He just thought it was a glass mirror in the ground. He didn't <laughs> know what it was. They don't have those in Belgium. That's true. Yeah, the ground is waffles, they're struples. Uh, struple waffles. Struple waffles. Is that are so good, struple yeah. waffles. There's them. also puffer cheese. Puffer cheese are another type of Belgian pastry. They're like pancakes, but they're small and delicious. Puffer cheese? I believe that they're called... It's like puffer cheese or something like that. Is there cheese in these bad boys? I believe so. Ooh. I gotta try these. Had these on on my last day in Amsterdam. We should put these on our website for $19.99. That's not a bad call. Yeah. We could sell them. We'll buy some from Amazon in bulk. Maybe Costco's. I'm in. Yeah. Um... So, uh, yeah, so you wouldn't have fallen in if we hadn't come here. I feel like that's such a dumb thing to say for yeah. obvious reasons. But if he had said it earlier, sort of like in The Matrix, when she's like, don't worry about the vase. What vase? And then he <laughs> knocks the vase over. Yeah. Like, that thing, like, if he was like, hey, sorry you fell in the, in the stream. Like, what? And then he runs away and falls <laughs> in the stream. Then it's like, whoa, Joe. Yeah, the Oracle that? Joe. <laughs> Which isn't there. There's a callback to uh, Chet being a mind reader. So maybe this is about to get real sci-fi here in a second. Or maybe they're dumb. Or that. Or that. That's also true. I feel like that could be the chapter title for any of these. Just like, or maybe they're dumb. Chapter 12. Yeah, that's not wrong. Or maybe they're dumb. Perhaps it's a turtle's dream. Chapter 12. <laughs> that, when we write our own book, it's going to be Hardy Boys Book 59, The Turtle's Fever Dream. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure when we write our own, too, every chapter has only to do with the last sentence. Like every chapter title, only in the last sentence yeah, yeah. where it makes sense. Just like this one. Just like this one. Absolutely. But we're also going to use the chapter title in the last sentence. Yeah, there there'll be a, a titular moment yeah. at the end of each. Um so Ken hesitates and says, you know, Mr. Markle, the guard at the gatehouse, so we've got a name now. Yeah. Uh the guard 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 Markle uh, says said you wanted to talk to me. He warned me about talking to outsiders because of the strict security at Elkton. Mm-hmm. Um and then Joe does some of the worst detective work <laughs> that anyone anyone could do. And this is back to the Red Jackley questioning once again. Yeah. Um, but so Joe says, we understand, Ken, but we have something important to ask you, and I don't think you will be going against company rules if you answer. And that question is, did anybody use your bike last night? Uh, or Sorry, did anybody use your bike the night before last to deliver a message to our house? Why would you give yeah. him that much information? No. Ask if you uh, had your bike two nights ago. Yeah. Or was what your were bike you doing stolen? two nights ago? Did you was notice your... anything funky about your bike yeah. yesterday morning? But this is, isn't this what the police do to sort of plant an idea in someone's head? Oh, they're trying to Brendan Dassey this kid. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 100%. Okay. That's what I think's going on. 
Or maybe not. Maybe they're too dumb to know that. Maybe they're just really bad because there is a moment where something's on the tip of Frank's tongue that we'll get to in a moment here where I'm just like, oh, Frank. Oh, Frank, no. Uh, So Ken is just like, your house? Your house? Ken sounded surprised. No, at least not that I know of. What do you mean, not that you know of, son? You don't know where your bike is? Yeah. I, you don't chain it? It's a dumb It's a Belgium question. bike. That thing is just like, that's it's, the bell of the ball. It's one of two in town, apparently. <laughs> yeah. There's his, and then there's the one that came to his house to steal. <laughs> but like to ask that question, to deliver a message to our house, like, hey, did, did someone use your bike to give us a death threat? <laughs> that you know of? Because if he knows that there's a message, he knows that it's not a good one. Yeah. Like, you either know everything or nothing. So yeah. just come out with like, hey, did you leave us a death threat the other night or did someone take your bike I'm like hey show me your handwriting write this sentence i would usual suspect them where they're just like say this line yeah I'd just be like write this out right you and your your friends ought to look out <laughs> yeah and then draw just draw, draw an, an arrow, arrow real crudely <laughs> and then they get their microscopes out and go side by side like bullet casings what the crude arrow is, I'm telling you, it's a guy trying to throw him off, so he wrote everything with his left hand. He's a right-handed man, and he did all this with his left hand. Okay. so Not a bad call. It looks like a 14-year-old kid wrote it, but when it came to the arrow, he was just like, this one's tough. Man. All right? First and second it. grade were easy. Social <laughs> studies, long division, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Joe. I was just quoting that movie yesterday, <laughs> by the way. Joe went on, did you buy a pedal in Bridgeport to replace the one missing from your bike? Mm. Ken again looked surprised. Yes, it was gone yesterday morning when I came to work. I suspected someone must have used my bike and lost the pedal. So when when asked a moment ago, did someone use your bike? Yeah, and I don't like, think not so. that I know of. Yeah. And they're like, did you replace a pedal? Yeah, because I think someone used my bike. <laughs> Ken? Ken, buddy. <laughs> Easy, Ken. Whoa, Whoa girl. Whoa. Calm down, boy. <laughs> Whoa, oats. Uh, when I couldn't find it around here, Mr. Markle sent me to Bridgeport to buy a new one. Uh, it was, and yeah, go ahead, take your paragraph here, if this is the one you're talking oh. about, because I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, it definitely is. It was on the tip of Frank's tongue to ask the boy if he had seen any person in the area of the mill carrying a bow and arrow. But suddenly, Mr. Markle and the maintenance man came dashing from the mill. Who's going to be straight up walking around this place with a bow and arrow? And, like, what a weird thing to... <laughs> like, that's when you sound insane. Yeah. Like, you're clearly, you're getting pneumonia from being The water has clothing. gotten to you, Frank. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you didn't by chance see a leprechaun, <laughs> did you? <laughs> No, why do you ask? Well, I found this piece of chocolate gold, and I imagine that there's a little leprechaun <laughs> running around this area. I ate these chocolate gold coins. Can uh, I Frank, see? Frank, those were just gold coins. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, let me see the chocolate gold coins. <laughs> yeah, Where you, did you get the chocolate? And you have metal poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I was just being dumb because these wet clothes. Did you see a man um, carrying a bow and arrow? Which, by the way... I just imagine, you know the, the the cut scene in Signs when they have that like Mexican birthday party 
Oh, uh, yeah. And like you see, that's like the one time you see the alien. Yeah. And it's that like really determined walk that the alien's <laughs> yeah. doing and look towards the camera. That's what While I'm imagining. Like, alien. Ken looks out that wavy glass window from the second floor of the mill and just sees bow and arrow alien going <laughs> through the woods. <laughs> Which also, this guy maybe didn't use a bow. He could have just thrown the arrow. Yeah. So maybe There's, he should have asked, is there a man walking around with a quiver? There's something uh, on the last page, it'll be a little bit before we get there, but that harkens back to the bow and arrow situation for me, Yeah, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. But So all of a sudden the guard, Mr. Markle, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Markle the guard and the maintenance man came dashing from the mill. What's going on here? The guard demanded. We're guards. Guards. Wait. The guard is Mr. Markle. Why not say... What's going on here, Mr. Markle demanded. Like, this is back to Snapman and, like, oh, Chief yeah, Boss. Chief and... Boss. <laughs> okay, which one? Are you all the same? <laughs> uh, but briefly, Frank told the men what had happened. They thanked the brothers warmly for the rescue. And the maintenance man hustled Ken into the mill for dry clothes. He did not invite the Hardys inside. Ooh. Not invited. He brought out the red rope and kept him out. Used it to strangle him. Yeah. Ooh, wow. That got dark real quick. So Frank and Joe turned to Mr. Markle, who was referred to as the guard in the last paragraph, intending to question him. But before they could, here we go, baby. Uh-oh. A horn sounded, and a shabby green panel truck approached the plant gate. Now, we've seen a shabby green panel we truck before. We have seen a shabby green. We actually haven't, but we've heard about one. Yeah. Third hand. Yeah. 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 Which, this got you excited. You oh, were pumped yeah. about well, this. I feel like this part in the chapter and in the book is when we really start to... We've planted a lot of seeds. Yeah. And now things are starting to come together. We've got the maintenance guy coming out. We've got... They got Ken Blake. Um, they've gotten to question these people that are there. All of a sudden, green truck callback. Like, every loose end that's out there is suddenly appearing right now. And that, to me, was very exciting. Yeah. Little did I know they would squander that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I knew. Uh, so, and he- here's the interesting part. To me. I don't know if you have notes here. Stop me if, if you've got notes. But uh, the guard hurried over to admit the truck, and it entered without stopping. Suddenly, Joe grabbed Frank's arm. Hey, that truck's unmarked. It looks like the one Tony described. Mm-hmm. Brothers peered after the vehicle, but by the time it was far into... But by this time, it was too far into the grounds, and it turned out of sight behind one of the buildings. I wonder, Joe said excitedly, if the driver is the man who gave the Pritos the counterfeit bill. Uh-oh. And then uh, the boys had noticed only that the driver wore a cap pulled low and sat slouched over the wheel. So, yeah, of course the only thing they notice has to do with a hat, but I do have a question. Is your question the same as mine? What's is your question? he only wearing a cap? A dry cap and not wet clothing? <laughs> no, it says uh, the boys had noticed only that the driver wore a cap pulled low. In my mind, that means he has no clothes on, but he has a really oversized cap that he pulled through his head and it's covering his full body. See, it's like the, the hat that the woman who wrote the Gilmore Girls wears. <laughs> You'll see her at the Oscars and everything. She's got those big Abraham Lincoln hats. <laughs> um, you see, would I, say he's top heavy, 
Ooh. Ooh. See, I, I went the opposite direction with this and ignored his clothing. But this image of this truck rolling without stopping, like they just open the gate, truck doesn't stop, rolls yeah. in, and the driver's just hunched over the wheel. I'm wondering if he's dead. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I'm uh, picture, picture, you know, in Heat. Yeah. When they have that meeting at like that weird empty parking scenes. lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Pacino's watching from the roof. Yeah. And then at the end, uh oh, what's his name? Comes out with a shotgun. Um, and as the van's like pulling out, he just, you know, opens fire into the truck yeah. and then kills the driver. And that like momentum of that truck as it <laughs> rolls into the gate a moment later and crack like that's exactly what I'm picturing. This truck is just out of control, rolling slowly, and they're like, well, let's move the gate open so that we don't make a scene. Yeah. But there's a good chance that the driver's dead. To me. To you. Or naked to you. Or naked to me, yeah. <laughs> Wearing a top Which hat they pulled kinda... to his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Not mutually exclusive. Good point. <laughs> they, those go hand in hand, though. Naked with a top hat, slouched over, dead. Yeah. We're on the same page here. Yeah. You're not going to want to be alive to see yourself wearing that. No. If this truck's the same one, it may be connected with Elkton, Frank said tersely. Um, yeah. Also, the first time that they heard about the truck, Ken Blake was in it. Oh, yeah. It's obviously <laughs> connected to Elkton. This yeah. confirms that it's connected to Elkton, tersely or otherwise. What is tersely? Um, it's similar to the vehicle that like moves, uh, caskets and coffins. Oh, okay. It's Elon Musk's version of a a casket machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an electric, it's an electric hearse. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's a Tursla. It's electric. Hearse, hearse, hearse. No, there's nothing there. (laughs) What are you talking about? There's nothing there. I was trying to do that. It's electric. No, I'm saying, then you questioned yourself. And that's what I'm upset about. You said there's nothing there. There's There's water in that well, my friend. That well is dry. I don't know. Well, there's a little bit. There's a little bit. I don't mean to be terse about it. Well, thank you. Thank you. And here we very go. electric of you. Another callback. Both Hardys, though uncomfortably wet, <laughs> decided to stay, to stay and see what they could find out. As though the author's saying, like, the other option is like, look, I'm wet and uncomfortable. I'm leaving. I'm getting in Chet's car and just into the seats. He can take care of it. It's fine. We don't have to take His gas gauge doesn't even work. He clearly doesn't care. Uh... They hailed Mr. Markle as he walked back from the Elkton gate. Um, Does that truck belong to Elkton? Frank asked him. No, it doesn't. The guard answered. Stop calling him the guard and Mr. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Take one. Take one. the other people. Do you know who does own it? Mr. Markle shook his head regretfully. Sorry, boys. I'm afraid I'm not allowed to. I'm afraid I'm not allowed to give out such information. Classic. Excuse me. I have work to do. He turned and went back into the gatehouse. If you're the guard, I don't mean to belittle what guards do, but in the 20th century, yeah, uh, early 20th century, you're just looking essentially for these kids. Yeah, this is your job. Your job is to is to make sure people don't come in and out that shouldn't. Yeah. So uh, to be like, well, I have to go back inside. I have <laughs> work to do. Like, no, your job is to. 
is to keep me from going toward that gate. You're yeah. supposed to. I feel guard. like he also like he's going through this gate and he opens it up and leaves it wide open for them to walk into as well. It's just bad guarding. He's just a bad guard. Yeah, they're supposed to be guards. They're supposed to be guards. Uh, so come on, fellas, Chet urged. You'd better not hang around in those wet clothes. There we go again. Why? There we go again. And what's the harm in being in wet clothes? They've been in rainstorms and things. But, well, no, they made it back to the car right before the rain. And yeah. And stopped before they got, they got, got out. It. Yeah, and they got under shelter before uh, anything happened. Yeah. Also, they say it's a sunny day. This... It's mentioned that this is a sunny day. Yeah. We're about to get to it. So why does it matter if you're in wet clothes? It'd be one thing if you're in wet clothes and it's winter. But you're in wet clothes and it's like 90 out. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out because they had no hesitation when they needed to swim their boat back. Yeah. Of like, well, hey, it is January and the water is... Because if it's bays, like there's a delay in the temperature, like with large bodies of water. Like in, in June, the ocean's still going to be pretty cold. In September, even though it's starting to cool down air-wise, that water stays warm because it just took warmer, took longer mm. to warm up, you know. Um, and so, for them to have swam in the bay, it has to be August, you know, July, August, September, something like that. So, yeah, what is the big deal? If it wasn't dangerous, if they didn't have to treat you for hypothermia when you dragged your boat back to Bayport, yeah, you can then be right here, boys. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you you swam for a moment in a in a mill stream. <laughs> yeah. I wish when they took off their clothes, though, they were just super pruny. Like, <laughs> beyond pruny. <laughs> like the skin of a 110-year-old wizard. <laughs> oh, God, I know. Don't look at me. <laughs> just turkey chins. The Hardys, however, were determined to stay long enough to question Ken Blake further, if possible. He'll probably be coming outside soon, said Joe. Frank and I can dry out on the beach by the cave. It won't take long in this hot sun. Um, yeah, there it is. A couple things here. One, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. It is going to be just as sunny by the cave as it is here. <laughs> yeah. It's not extra sunny 200 <laughs> yards away at the cave. But also, given how everything is going here, how people are whisked away from you and you haven't had a moment, why would you be like, okay, well, when Ken comes out, we'll come from a quarter mile away, we'll put our clothes on, come from a quarter mile away, and then question him because we'll definitely get the time to do that. Yeah. Like, they know they're going to have 10 seconds to do this. He's and a speed putting demon, too. You know Ken's going to be on that bike. He got that new pedal, too. Yeah, things faster up to than him. anything. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a Belgian bullet. The Belgian bullet. I like that. It's really good. I do think, though, at the cave and the reason they want to go, that's where all their tanning supplies are. They have those, like, giant metal balls that women used to put around their necks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like the, the shade thing. Yeah. Uh, that, like, reflects And then it reflects back into them. Yeah. That's what I imagined. Because they specifically need to go to the beach to do this. Yeah, they want some privacy. They could have gone anywhere to dry off. They could have walked 10 feet away. The guard doesn't care. He just walked away. Just pop your clothes off there. You're yeah. fine, boys. Yeah. Relax, kids. Yeah. Um, so Chet sighed, okay, and I know what I'm supposed to do. Wait here and watch for Ken. <laughs> You're a mind reader, Frank chuckled. <laughs> no, I don't think he's a mind reader. I think he just bullied the poor guy. And he knows his place like a beaten dog. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> while they were breaking Ken earlier today, long ago they broke Chet. Whoa, Chet. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Chet got the worst of it, that poor guy. But they didn't give him carrots. They were giving him Twinkies. <laughs> Ding-dongs, ho-hos, anything hostess. Cookies. Cookies. Chet took his post at the edge of the woods, and the Hardys hurried down to the river's edge. That's a post you take when you're going to take a dump. At the edge of the woods? I think you should go into the woods if you're going to do that. The edge is where everyone can see you. Is that not where you want to be? <laughs> With the power ones? The big ones? You want? To... Hey, look how big this is! No? You've never done that? Had one so big that you wanted everyone they to come see? They spread their <laughs> slacks and shirts on the sun-warmed rocks. I don't like that they spread them either. In a short while, the clothing was dry enough to put on. That's not how anything works. Well, the rocks are hot. Yeah, but They're still. They're like irons. That's yeah. why they spread them. But it takes but like an I, hour. I imagine that they have very thin clothes. Also, when you say they spread it on the rock, I'm imagining butter. So now I'm imagining <laughs> these clothes are also just kind of like melting a little bit. Just with a large knife spreading <laughs> them. But, uh, yeah, so, so for this reason, I understand why you need to go to the beach. Because you don't just want to strip down right in front of the gatehouse. I mean, you could. Wearing nothing but an archer's finger guard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. It does make sense to go to the beach because then they're standing in sand versus grass, and that's nice. Plus, they can lay down, get some rays. But they have a different idea, don't they? Yeah, say. Maybe we'll have time to investigate that tunnel before Chet calls us. Okay. Joe suggested eagerly. And I like that because it is so quickly discarded and never... We we don't return to that idea or anything. Um, Because the next paragraph, he and Frank started for the cave, but a second later, Chet came running through the woods toward them. And this is where I would like to take a break. Ooh, now we're talking. How do you feel about that? I feel good. Things are about to get insane. This seems like a good spot before Act 2 of Chapter 12. Nice. So with that, the boys boys take a break. break. I don't like Jack Black. I just don't understand how that's possible. I, I I respect what he does. But for me, it's like in so many ways, what people, what I feel like it's easy for people to say, I don't like Will Ferrell. And people are like, okay. He plays the same character. He's just sort of a loud, big, you know. Yeah, but at one point you liked Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. I don't think anyone saw Will Ferrell back in the 90s and said, I don't like this guy. I think now they don't like him because he's doing the same thing over and over. Jack Black is the same for me, where he's like this loud, hey, Jack Black, oh, rock yeah. star. And he's Jables. I didn't care for that. And <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, I don't think he shouldn't make films. They're just not for me. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, I can't this argue America, with you. Last time I the, checked. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you pull the This Is America card on <laughs> oh, me, I'm sorry. sir. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bad dad. Uh, well, that's yeah. I can understand. He is a loud presence, but you've seen Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, right? I haven't. I mean, you got to see Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Okay, it's got a rock and soundtrack. It's got Dio. I've listened to a few songs from the soundtrack, which I enjoy. Okay, you'll love the movie. It's Ben Stiller's best performance after Heavyweights. Okay, big shoes. You've seen Heavyweights, right? I have seen Heavyweights, and you love it. Yes. Okay, it holds up. 
Watched it recently. Still phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I watched it recently as well. Yeah. I had never seen it growing up. I was introduced to it. Jesse and uh, Jesse's father ran a summer camp for like 25 years. Nice. Um, And that. Uh, that was the that, movie. That movie was, you know, hit some very personal notes for them. Yeah. Um, and so it was a part of her upbringing. And when we got together, there was a, how did you, have you not seen Heavyweight? So she educated me. Yeah. And it's a good education. And it is Bolt Stiller's best, second best for Ben. Because Tenacious D. Uh, or I forgot which one I said was his best. But they're both up there. Yeah. Heavyweights is his best. Tony Perkis, the Perkis system. Yeah. I forgot where we left off. I wrote break and put lines in there, so I know where we left off. Uh, he and Frank started for the it. cave, and then Chet came running through the woods. Ken came out, but he's gone on an errand, he reported. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah, that's his how job. Did you, how did you think this was going to play out? Like, <laughs> yeah. Ken would come out and, like, he's waiting up there patiently for us, and the guard <laughs> seems okay with it. Like, that's not how this is going to work. <laughs> Ken came out, but he's gone. Obviously. Uh, he had rushed from the mill dressed in oversized dungarees and a red <laughs> shirt. What is a dungaree? Uh, it's like a dingus, but Australian. <laughs> I also, yeah, I, I saw him in a kangaroo suit, like a onesie. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, a red shirt looking like poo. He was riding off on his bike when I caught up to him. I have to imagine it's pretty difficult to ride a bike in oversized dungarees. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Anything oversized. Yeah, and then it, when you put on the Australian any, dungarees. Any, any, any kangaroo-like costume. Yeah, just think of difficult. the tail. <laughs> you got to watch that in the spokes. I told Ken you wanted to see him, but he said he had to make a fast trip downtown and deliver an envelope to the Parker building. I got to go fast. Yeah. No surprises here. Yeah. And the boy, again, I just don't... This is that classic, like, what... Did you think was going to happen? Yeah, when you saw him in the kangaroo suit, you know he was ready to go, man. Boy was yeah. ready to hop away. Beat <laughs> <laughs> me to the hop joke, <laughs> but just that much. Well, those bikes can do sweet bunny hops, but he's just doing a kanga hop. Nice, yeah, nice. I was really proud of that. Uh, so let's let's catch him at the Parker Building. Frank decided. So they get into the Queen, they head into Bayport, hoping to overtake him, but they never see him, so like he must have taken a back road. Yeah. It's a and given. then they uh, get to the Parker building. There's no parking at the Parker. Uh-oh. What are you going to do? So Chet's like, I'll drop you off. I'm going to circle the block until you guys are ready. So they go inside, and there's no sign of Ken. No. Where is this boy? Then, brrr, five o'clock. Uh-oh. What happens at five? Everyone leaves. Rush of people. Because that's how work used to be. People got off at five and not six. Yeah. It's called nine to five. Yeah. We need to give this book to modern day bosses. That Dolly Parton. That Dolly Parton song. Yeah. Working nine, nine to five. What a way to make a living. I only know the nine to five part. I only know the nine to five way to make a living part. <sighs> now I know what you know. Just to... Yeah, I don't know. Neither do I. I'm just going off what you're doing. Offer, office workers started <laughs> streaming from the elevators. Like Frank, the blood scene in The Shining. Exactly. Yeah. That's where they got this from. <laughs> Frank and Joe made their way through the throng, but saw no sign of Ken. Nice. Maybe he was making the delivery to Mr. Peters. The name I saw in the manila envelope I picked up the other day 
Let's see if Ken's still in his office. Mm. Boys ran their eyes down the building directory, but Mr. Peters was not listed. Ooh, Peters a ghost, dog. Carol. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> this whole office is a freaking ghost town. <laughs> Boys ran their eyes. Uh, sorry. Uh, so they questioned the elevator starter. Yeah, as the one should. Uh, who replied that as far as he knew, no one by the name of Peters had an office in the building. Oh, something's going on now. Joe asked the starter, did you notice a boy wearing dungarees and a bright red shirt in the lobby a few minutes ago? Sure, was the prompt reply. Just before the five o'clock rush started, I saw the boy come in and give an envelope to a man waiting in the corner over there. The man took the envelope and they both left right away. I guess he must be Mr. Peters, Frank said. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't recognize him. I like how this uh, this guy seems to be somewhat invested in the boys. Like suddenly, like, well, that could be Mr. Peters. Oh, whoa, 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 could be. Could be. <laughs> where are we gonna go look next? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. What? Where, where are we going to look? The next? Hardy Boys in the bellhop. <laughs> uh, so they hurried outside. Uh, let's go back to the mill. Ken'll have to drop off the bike. So the brothers waited at the curb for chat. In a few minutes, the queen pulled up. All aboard! <laughs> Chet sang out. I love that. I do too. It's I love very that. Cute. They're yeah. having this high octane chase. It's you know we got drama and you know nothing's going right and they're just one step behind all along. But good old good old Chet, Chet pulls up. It light. Hello, <laughs> all aboard! Boop boop. <laughs> He's got, his, he's got his horn ready Getting for Lem Billers. Sloppy jalopy. <laughs> <laughs> Any luck? No. I also like to think that if it was called the sloppy jalopy within his like uh uh glove compartments, he's got just like <laughs> tins that are like metal tins that you open it up and they're in there and it's just filled with sloppy joe meat. <laughs> but there's the little candles underneath it, like when Chipotle does like uh, Sterno, yeah, yeah. So he's just You're got about this... to say when Chipotle does catering, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You ever had Chipotle catering? I mean, I feel like that Awful. that method of warming food is like universal and ages old. Well, like... yeah, but it's strictly Chipotle in my mind. <laughs> Those are the ones who cater. It was That's the first just... time I ever saw. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that's just a, an interesting glimpse into your life. <laughs> yeah. A couple of years ago, too, which is sad. Jesse's family has a Christmas party every year. Oh. And they put out food, and they've got those Sterno cans in Sterno their homes. Yeah. No Chipotle. No Chipotle? No Chipotle. Well, they got it from Chipotle. Ask them. Ask them where they got the Sterno can idea. Obviously, Chipotle. It's going to be Chipotle, dude. I'm telling you. I it, know it, these Honestly, like I know you said Chipotle there. It's still, like somebody the other day was like... Um, Oh, how do you mispronounce it? Chipotle? Um, Chipotle? No, there, there was somebody who, who said like, oh, and we might get um, Chipotle. They said, <laughs> said Chipotle. Is that a Japanese fish? And, <laughs> I was like, how do, you, how do people still... It's like, like, even if you're reading it for the first time, like that word is such a part... Like, it's so ubiquitous that yeah. it's Chipotle, <laughs> not Chipotle. 
I like that. When I was a kid, the uh, Jack in the Box sign, the O and the X of the box were right next to each other. There was no space. So I always thought it was called Jack and the Bee Fish because it looked like the Christian sign. The, oh, the, the O and the X. Look for, yeah. 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 I'm with you. So... Jack and the Beefish. Jack and the Beefish, and it's still to this day like called Jack, Jack, and, the Jack and the Beefish. But Jack and the Beefish. But Jack and the Beefish, yeah. When Frank told Chet that they were returning to the mill, their good-natured friend nodded. It's fortunate I bought these sandwiches, he said, indicating a paper bag on the seat beside him. Woo! I had a feeling we'd be late for supper. I mean, we cheered when that came on. Yeah, we both independently. I was so excited. I was too, yeah. Because that's the first smart move that anyone's made all day. Yeah. Like, oh, posting up to wait for, for Ken, jumping in the water with their clothes on. Idiots. Fools. Not only going to weigh you down, but then you're wet. You look like a fool, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> My favorite line in that movie. You're pulling out good references today, son. Every day, my friend. Uh, we. <laughs> so then they all call their families. They're like, hey, we should we should let them know we're not going to be there for dinner. Yeah, as one does. Um, so they stop and phone their families. Uh, Joe makes the calls, uh, and they're on their way again. Uh, and he told Frank and Chet, hey, when I called, turns out Dad had also left a message that he won't be home until 10 o'clock. Ooh. And we've concluded that he's working at the mill for some reason. Yeah. So as the queen went down the side road past the Elkton buildings, Frank thought if dad is working for Elkton, he might be somewhere in the plant right this minute. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can visit dad. Yeah. That might be fun. Yeah. Although I got to think if your dad is the world's most famous detective and he's investigating a case at Elkton, I feel like like if my dad had something big like that and I'm there like questioning the guard and tackling someone into a, a mill stream, be like, my dad would be pissed. No, oh, for like, sure. What are you do- I'm trying yeah, to you do idiot. an investigation in here, and you guys are bothering Mr. Mayfer? Mailer? Malik? Markle. Markle? <laughs> Megan Markle. Uh, so, the same possibility was running, th- was running through Joe's mind. Wonder if dad is expecting a break in the case, which is also a dumb thing to wonder. Yeah. Like, wonder if your dad has made a break in the case. But to wonder if your dad is expecting <laughs> a break in the case. Do you think dad thinks he's going to solve this one? Or that there will be a break? <laughs> well, know. there's always a break. I don't know that dad is expecting that. Maybe he is. Hopefully I wonder. he is. Chet, as Chet neared the turn into the mill road, a green truck zoomed. Don't say green truck. Don't do the This, this paragraph right here... Uh, a green truck zoomed out directly in front of the queen. Chet jammed on his brake, narrowly avoiding a collision. The truck swung around the jalopy at full speed and roared off toward the highway. The green truck we saw before, Joe exclaimed. This time I got the license number. Like, obviously, as readers, yeah, like you can say a truck and then be like, that's the green truck. And you've got that little like moment of, oh, I wonder what that oh, was. I wonder what the truck was. But yeah. to say like a green truck, just say the green truck. Because they instantly recognized it. We as readers instantly recognized it. Yeah, we know it. it's the green Don't truck. Don't talk down yeah, to us. I know. We're capable humans, thank you. Yeah. 
Anyway, so you let's should get back write to, an angry letter. Yeah, let's get back Once to again, reading this children's to gross book on a lips podcast. and dumb lap. You need to write them a letter. <laughs> the gross lips and dumb hat. <laughs> oh, bringing back the hat, dude. Take that. Big top hats. Let's follow him, Frank urged. Chet started back in pursuit. Man. Hmm. I'm so excited for this page. Oh, I know. It, it's about to happen. This guy ought to be arrested for reckless driving. He declared indignantly. And this is where I had a note. I, I put, no one is reckless. Because the same thing, I had mentioned the bow and arrow thing would come up again. Right. They talked about this when an arrow was shot at them. They're like, oh, what reckless bow and arrow guy could have hit us? <laughs> like, no one is being reckless. They are trying, trying to, kill to you. hurt you. Yeah. Like, they are bad people doing very, very thoughtful bad things. Yeah. It is not. It is not a case of like, oh, what a crazy uh, this crazy archer must be driving this truck now. <laughs> he should watch out. But little do they know, Uh-oh. there's about to be some drama. Nice, nice, nice. The Hardys peered ahead as they turned right onto the main road, trying to keep the truck in sight. Suddenly. The boys heard a tremendous boom and felt the car shake. Actually, the boys heard a tremendous (laughs) B-O-O-M. They wrote boom. They wrote boom. B-O hyphen O hyphen O-M. Boom. Yeah. Which I also underlined tremendous boom because I'm like, I don't know if it's a good rap name, but I think it is. I feel a tremendous boom. I feel like it's not a good rap name for an individual. But like a group for a collective, yeah. Like, okay, like you and I, like the Hardy, the Hardy and Sons featuring the voices of Tremendous Boom. Like okay, yeah, work. like that. Yeah, that could work. So we're starting a band. Well, we're making a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> tremendous let's, Boom. Let's start there, dude. You have to make the Tremendous Boom shirt. Ask me about my amateur rap collective, <laughs> Tremendous Boom. Please, I will buy that today. How much would you pay for it? I would pay at least nineteen ninety nine, and that's baseline. An explosion! Joe cried out, turning his head. Look, they're obviously going to look. Well, yeah, there was a tremendous boom. Yeah, everyone's already looking, except for Chet, who might be deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think he's the son of the deaf farmer in book one. Chet's going to finish the sandwich. <laughs> yeah. An explosion, look, against the sky, a brilliant flash and billows of smoke came from the direction of Elkton. Ooh. Another explosion followed. The plant's blowing up! Joe gasped. I guess that wasn't a gasp, but that's how I would react. That was good. Yeah. Which, my thought would just be like, (gasps) Dad! Because yeah. they were just talking that they think dad's in there. Yeah. But no mention of him. Not yet. No. Yeah, so cliffhanger, apparently Elkton is exploding. Yeah. Meeting the same fate of the other companies in a similar vein. And uh, potentially killing Fenton Hardy in book three. And you know that guard, you know, Mr. Mackey. The Macklefish, whatever his name is, Macklemore, Markle, Markle, <laughs> Marklemore, the Marklemore, he's gone. He's the one that did it. I know it was Markle. He was in that green truck. He was in the green truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I feel like there's a lot we could say about this, but I I want I want to I want to get to chapter thirteen. Oh, I'm dying to. I mean, the the same damn thing happens in all of these books. Like this is so stupid, of course. And then Leslie gets me. Yeah, he does. I he mean, it was me. a little late in the game, coming in at page 104. Yeah, chapter 12. Yeah, but now I'm loving it. This Although is one I feel of my like favorites. the last book, uh, book two. It was like chapter 19. That oh, I, it was. Yeah. Where the snapman went wild. Yeah, that, that was good stuff. <laughs> it was his but... apology speech so... is where it got me. <laughs> <laughs> or is... Oh, that's right. I was trying to think of that last night. I'm like, when did I play guitar in the background of it? But it was snapman's speech. It was snapman's speech, yeah. Good old snackly. Good old snackly. All right. Well, I just want to get I just want to keep moving. Yeah. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got for me, Sean? I got nothing, man. You got nothing? Yeah, I'm I'm like a, a sleeping bird having a dream. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you about that bird dream when we get to chapter 13. <laughs>